Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. <laughs> and as you can tell, I almost screwed that up again. Even though I've been saying it every night for the last year. Um, I, I almost said I'm coming to you live from New York City. <laughs> wow, I am really bad off tonight. Um, I'm coming to you with an exclusive... Now, this is not going to be 100% exclusive. You've already heard part of this already today. And if you haven't, then yay, I'm breaking the news for you. Um, last call with Carson Daly has officially been canceled. Um, the end date has not been set yet, but it's, it's expected to happen sometime at the end of this season. Um, my guess is it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, maybe to coincide with, um, the season finale of The Voice. Um, Carson has been very busy with The Today Show and The Voice. So it's not completely a surprise. The show's been in rerun since December. So, what finally brought this on? Well, I've been doing some digging because, you know, that's what I do. And there's a very strong rumor that Carson has been going to going to outpatient rehab. Now, this is not the first time back um, when he first blew onto the scene um, as host of Total Request Live on MTV. It, it was rumored that he had a really bad drug problem. So, this time he has three kids, a wife... Um, so he couldn't necessarily disappear. Um, he's very highly visible with uh, the, the Today Show and The Voice, um, not only as the host, but also as a producer. So what is what was he supposed to do? Um, what, uh, what I'm hearing is that he went to... He decided to go with the outpatient rehab... In an effort to not only get clean for his kids, but <clears throat> avoid having to answer any questions. Um, this goes along with last year around this time, he also started talking about having an anxiety disorder. Usually when a celebrity starts talking about anxiety or any kind of um, illness like that that they're seeking help for is usually a code um, because their publicists don't want them to say, hey, I have a substance abuse problem. It's not sexy. doesn't really fit with the narratives that they're trying to create. Demi Lovato is one of the outliers here who, who does say, like, look, yeah, I have a drug problem. I need help. Um, and that's why I think she should be applauded because she just... She owns it. She's, she, she says, yes, I, I, I need this. I need help. Um, whereas everyone else comes up with, with these other diseases. Um, you know, uh, for a long time, both Crazy Days and Nights and Blind Gossip tried saying that Selena Gomez didn't really have lupus. That she, um, she was having problems with... Drugs. I don't know if I buy that with Selena Gomez, only because my sister, 
um, and another friend have lupus, and Selena Gomez actually does exhibit a lot of the same symptoms they do. I'm not saying that um, CDAN and blind gossip are wrong, but given that, given the women I know that in my life, given the women in my life that have been diagnosed with lupus, and seeing how um, their symptoms kind of go, I can kind of see Selena Gomez having it. Um, but back to Carson Daly. The um, the rehab rumor is is one that shouldn't be dismissed. Um, simply because you people don't want to believe it. the The truth of the matter is here. He was working three jobs. He was in um, almost every part of the NBC um, schedule. He was in the morning with Today. He was um, on prime time and late night. And you have to have a lot of energy to to do that much work. I mean, granted, um, today is probably only a couple hours. Um, filming Last Call should be fairly simple. But I'll tell you, like, Will and I... When Will and I did the drunk gossip um, vlog test and the Terrigan Anderson test, um, we filmed for two and a half hours and we maybe got 15 minutes of material that we could actually use. Um, so, I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that we should necessarily discount the coke cup. Um, remember, I'm going to stay on top of this. And as soon as I know more, as soon as more rumors start popping up, I will be tracking them down and following them for you. And I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So I have a catfish story to tell you. And yes, you guys know exactly where this is going. Um, And we're going to lead right up into that. So last year, oh, I guess now I should say 2017, when... He Who Does Not Exist, a.k.a. Stalker, and I broke up. There was, um, I, I went to Detroit, and then when I came back to New York, I was on a dating app. And all these guys suddenly started talking to me. Okay, you know. I I never think that I'm, like, hot stuff, but I, I definitely think I'm attractive, because I'm told that a lot. In any case, um, one in particular was being fairly aggressive and wanting to hook up. And basically said, do you want to come over? And I said, I've not seen your face. And he got very, very upset with me about this. And said, he who does not exist told me that you were rude. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know he who does not exist. And then he, and then this dude started giving out my phone number. Which freaked me out. So I added it to my complaint against um, my police report against he who does not exist. Even though, as the cop said, that there was absolutely no proof... 
Because a lot of people share the same name as he who does not exist. So I, you know, there was no proof, but they let me at it anyways. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyways. After, after that, I, I mean, obviously I was, I started being a lot more careful and then I finally, I, I met someone else, dated him for a little bit and then right after we broke up, uh, he who does not exist messaged me again and when I called him out for giving out my number and just being a total ass, he admitted it. Um, well, he admitted that he catfished me. And I've not heard from him since. Which is a good thing. So, as I said at the beginning of that long story, y'all know where this is going. We're going to talk some Dina Lohan now. So, for those of you who haven't heard yet, Dina Lohan is on Celebrity Big Brother. And... Recently, she admitted that she's in a five-year relationship with a man that she's never met or seen or FaceTimed. And her housemates are like, dude, that's weird. Well, her daughter, Lindsay Lohan, the reason why she's famous in the first place, tried to show her support but also say, you know, not cool. So in an Instagram post, Lindsay wrote, at Dina Lohan, so proud of you, mommy, but no more hashtag, or, but no more weird hashtag catfish, please. And you know what's bad when Lindsay Lohan is the voice of reason, okay? You just know it's bad. I mean, that's like taking me out to the bar And asking me to be the designated driver. We all know this is going to end in disaster. Okay? And yes, I just equated myself to Lindsay Lohan. And I'm not even drunk yet. Anyways. um, Dina Lohan just insists that she's going to marry this mystery man. And that they're totally in love. And it's not weird at all that they've been together for five years. And haven't met. Let me tell you. Okay. It is weird. I've done. I've I've had weird relationships. If Will were here. He would attest to this. We've talked about it. I've done some very weird things in my life. And I'm saying this is weird. What does that tell you? Like. I mean I just. I. Everyone has to make their own decisions um, about their own relationships. I don't think any one way is right. I don't think anyone has a right to say what's right or wrong. But if you want to say you're in a relationship, this isn't 1999, 2000 or whatever, where you're, you're communicating with someone via online and there's no absolutely no way to see this person. This is 2019. The technology is there for FaceTime. The technology is there just to say, hey, here's a picture. Here's a picture with me holding a sign that says, I'm not a catfish. And the date. 
maybe consider doing that. And I'm going to go before I compare myself to Lindsay Lohan again. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, I just texted Will that I called Lindsay Lohan the voice of reason. He texted me back that I'm not allowed to record without him around anymore. We'll see how far that goes. (laughs) So... Let, I, I'm going to share another personal story with you. Um, it was New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve, I should say, 2014. Well, technically it was 2013. We were going into 2014. Um, I went to Stonewall. I was meeting a friend for drinks and to ring in the New Year. Um... My friend got smashed and decided to leave right after the ball dropped. Um, And so I was kind of there all alone. And there was this guy who sent his lesbian wingman over to talk to me and bought me a drink. We, um, We took his friend to the bar to the next bar that they were planning on going to, but he decided to have dinner with me. So we talked, we ate. Um, he was very charming, very romantic. He asked me out on a date. <clears throat> and I, of course, agreed. We went out on a date. It was a really magical thing. The, the biggest issue that we had was we wouldn't be able to see one another. Um, he owned... A business in California. Of course, I lived in New York. And we just couldn't see a way to make this... To make it work. So... The reason why I'm saying this is... Um, not because we're talking about Dina Lohan anymore. <laughs> now we're talking about Jeff Bezos. He and mistress Lauren Sanchez have allegedly not seen one another in 35 days. Now, why is this big news? Well, it's mostly big news because of the ongoing National Enquirer story. See, since it's alleged that her brother is the one who's leaking... People are trying to figure out how the brother got a hold of those texts. And Bezos is basically... Bezos and his team are basically thinking she had something to do with it. And let's be real here. They're not wrong. They're not wrong at all. There's no way in hell that Lauren Sanchez isn't the mastermind behind all of this. Or... Maybe there's one way, and that's if her husband was the one behind him. There's an off chance that Mackenzie Bezos, Jeff Bezos' soon-to-be ex-wife, is behind it. And I swear, I said it in the last episode, and I'm going to say it again. If that is true, my lord, it's going to be such an epic twist to an already epic story. 
Uh, and, you know, I don't think anyone could ever really be mad at her for doing it. He was cheating on her. Uh, and this is kind of a comeuppance in a way. Not the blackmail part. Let's be real, that blackmail part is just horrible. But having everything just kind of blow up in his face like this and possibly losing the mistress that he gave up his loving wife for ouch Um, and and I think that's what's so intriguing about this um, about this whole story is there's no good or bad person everyone's kind of a shade of grey um you know, the National Enquirer com- does come out looking really bad with the blackmail. So I, I guess that they would kind of be the villains here. But also, you know, someone's going to argue that they're just doing their job. They were just digging for dirt. And they didn't blackmail him, per se. They were just trying to create a deal which they've already kind of done Jeff Bezos doesn't deserve to be blackmailed or have his private text messages published but he was also cheating on his wife Um, Lauren Sanchez again didn't deserve to have her privacy if she's not behind the leaks she didn't have to she didn't deserve to have her privacy invaded uh, allegedly by her brother. But she was married and sleeping with a married man. The only two are who are mostly clean in this are Peter Whitesell, Lauren, Chan- Lauren Sanchez's husband, and Mackenzie Bezos. So we're going to... We have to wait to see what new twist follows this. But being apart for 35 days is a really good indication that the relationship is over. Because there's literally no reason for it. There's no reason for them to not be together. You know, they blew up their marriages to be together. Why why now are you spending more than a month apart? While we contemplate that, I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, one of the things that, we're going to do another drunk writing session, just because I, I kind of liked yesterday's, um, and it kind of cleared my head and made me think about um, some edits I needed to make to Love You to Death. Um, so today, before I did my social media job, I wrote an article about James Dean. Excuse me. Basically, um, and if you want to read it, go to Vogel Media. Um, you might be able to plug in the title. It's called uh, The Fall and Rise of James Dean. Dean, of course, is spelled D-E-E-N. And um, the whole thing is all about how James Dean was basically the first, uh, really the first person that was swept up in the Me Too movement. It didn't have that name at the time. 
Um, but an ex-girlfriend came forward and said, hey, like, he raped me. And then a co-star said, yeah, like, I was taking a shower. I was step- I stepped out of the shower, grabbed my towel. He came up behind me and thrust his dick into my ass. She was much more eloquent with her words, but you get the point. Um, <clears throat> and so as I was thinking about this, like, as I was writing it, it dawned on me, like, James Dean was considered a hero. Like, um, my, the words I wrote were, uh, not only very true, but they were very, um, profound. Because this was a man who really, he was the all-American porn star Guys wanted to have drinks with him. They wanted to play wingman to him. They wanted him to get laid. Ladies loved him. He was the nice Jewish boy that they could take home to mom and dad without feeling embarrassed. The um, most porn producers loved him. His scenes made money. They would get hundreds of thousands of views, if not millions. He was hired um, to help Farrah Abrams, the teen mom, make her sex tape. Um, a few years ago, he was hired to star opposite Lindsay Lohan in the movie The Canyons. And then he lost it all when these allegations came out, as he rightfully should have. And now he's starting to make a comeback, which is where I'm picking up the writing thread. Let's see, y'all thought I was just talking about writing an article and advertising it. Yes and no. <laughs> so as I was writing this article, I really, so when I, when I write anything, I have no idea where I'm going. Um, not all, Will is a producer. Um, and he has some really great ideas, but he's also a fellow writer. And I'm starting a new project after I finish up Love You to Death. Um, and Will's been just instrumental in helping me. Um, and, and so has Natalie. Um, both have listened to me, they've both consoled me, and let me know that I'm actually good at what I do. And not to freak out so much about, um never having written in this genre before. Um, but as I like as I was writing this article today, I really had no idea where I was going. Like I knew the general thrust of what I wanted to say. <clears throat> I knew um how I wanted to end basically how I wanted to end the arc, so to speak. But it was just the whole getting there. And, you know, making sure everything flows nicely and whatever. And I went, I, I submitted it. And my editors loved it. And I was like, you know, it, it really was genuinely a shock. Um, not because I think I'm a horrible writer or anything, but more because I just didn't know what to do with it all. So, first of all, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to my 
to to my editors, y'all are wonderful. I would be lost without you. And for those of you who are writers like me, um, you don't know where you're starting. You don't know where you're going with whatever piece you're working on. I just want to encourage you not to stress about it. I just want to encourage you just to write because a bad first draft is better than no draft at all. And, you know, tomorrow, I don't know what I was going to say there. Um, In any case, I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, I kind of ignored this story yesterday because it was kind of par for the course on, on the view. But, since I live in New York City and I um, generally will work fairly close to um, the ABC Studios where The View is filmed, I decided to go for a walk today. And as I was um, this is where I also heard the other exclusive. This is an exclusive, by the way. Um, so, I, you know, generally I will, um, not generally I will, I, I decided to go for a walk because I need some air and, um, whatever. And the, the Carson Daly stuff I had heard, um, through a reliable source. This I heard, um, I don't want to call them reliable because... I don't really know them, but we're going to get to what they told me in a minute. First, let's talk about what happened. So, Joy Behar has been um, moderating because Whoopi Goldberg um, is out with pneumonia. This is nothing new. Um, Joy is the the host with the longest tenure there. Um, of the 21 seasons, she's been on for 20 of them, I believe. I think she's only missed one season. I don't even think she missed that full season. In any case, so she was moderating, and they were talking about Senator Amy Klobark. Um, and I know I didn't say her last name right. Please don't at me. Um, making her her announcement for president. And while Joy was talking, Megan kept trying to cut her off, and Joy shut her down. And then when Joy threw it to her so she could say whatever, Megan got really snippy and nasty. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Basically, um, Megan said something along the lines of, "Oh, I can speak that. Oh, I can. Oh, I can. I can say something now. Is that okay, Joy?" And then she said something else, and Joy was like, nope, if you're going to throw a hissy fit, we're done. We're not going to do this. And moved on to the next topic. Megan shut down and barely spoke another word the entire show. Which is nice for those who don't like her. So, after the show, allegedly, Megan blew up and said that Joy had no right to talk to her like that. She is John McCain's daughter. Damn it. You know. She deserves respect. She doesn't have to deal with this old witch. And the producers are like, no. No, Joy's right. You were on the line. 
So what the two people that I saw talking, what they were saying is the producers are already talking about replacing Megan McCain. Now, there have been rumors for a very long time. Um, at the beginning of the season, um, Megan wasn't around for almost the first month and a half or so. Um, because they gave her the time to deal with her father's death. And um, Abby Huntsman was doing a fine job filling in as a conservative voice. When they brought in Abby Huntsman, it was like that kind of got the rumor mill going because up until this point, they'd only ever really had one conservative. Um, and when the show first started, the moderator never really shared opinions or like Meredith Vieira would share anecdotes and stuff like that. But. She wasn't, you know, I don't remember her sharing her opinion like that. She, like, would basically moderate the conversation, and that was it. And then when Rosie took over, Rosie O'Donnell, that's when the moderator started having more of a voice and more of an opinion. And then Wilby, of course, took over. She's the longest-running moderator. And um, Wilby will speak her mind, but she's kind of like the perfect balance of um, Meredith and Rosie. Where, yes, she has an opinion, but no, she's not going to be bullied. But anyway, so... Um, this was the first time Abby Huntsman and, and Megan McCain are the first time they've had two conservative voices on the panel. Um, some are going to argue that Candace Cameron Bure and Jed were were both conservative. I'm going to argue differently. Um, I think Jed was supposed to be the conservative voice, but she always ended up being more independent. Um, and, and to be honest, Jed was kind of the perfect person because she would um, argue. She would argue both sides and. Right up until almost the end of her tenure, she would actually speak her view, not the bullet points from Fox News. So it's kind of sad that Megan McCain isn't speaking her views because, you know, I actually think she's very intelligent. Yes, I said something nice about the conservative. No, I'm not sick. Um, but I think it, I think her not speaking her mind is going to cost her, her this gig. Because all she's doing right now is throwing back talking points and and literally just throwing hissy fits. And that's exactly what these these ladies were saying um, that the producers are sick of. They have no problem with her her views if they're actually her views. They want her to speak her opinion. They want her to speak her truths. 
They don't want to hear what Fox News has to say. They don't want her to throw a hissy fit or cry or whatever when she doesn't get her way, which is what she does all the damn time. And it, it's it been really bad this season. And at first people were kind of like, okay, like you just lost your dad, we get it. But if you weren't ready to come back to work, then you shouldn't have come back to work. When you work on The View, whether you're a producer, a camera operator, or yes, even one of the, especially one of the co-hosts, you know what you're getting into. You know what you signed up for. I'm sorry, I have no sympathy here. You know when you are a co-host on The View, you are in the combat zone. You know, Bill O'Reilly had the no-spin zone. This is the the combat zone. No, there's nothing you, they won't battle about. And, I mean, that's what makes the show such a ratings hit. That, you know, ratings this year are up, I think, like some 25%. So, Megan, if you're listening, and I don't think you are, but Stranger Things Have Happened... Your job is at risk. People are gossiping about it. And people like me are overhearing it on the streets of New York. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Get yourself together. Be the smart, strong, independent woman that you are. And go in there and you teach them. You you fight for what you actually think. Don't listen to what... Twat McGee over at Fox News is saying, you speak your truth. And my truth is, is I'm going to go, because I've been talking for almost 10 minutes, and you guys are probably sick of this segment already. Um, um, That's going to do it for me tonight. I will be back um, possibly tomorrow night, possibly Thursday night. I'm not sure. Um... But I'm working on two big compilation episodes. Remember, um, we're going to start doing deep dives. Those are going over to Patreon. Um, Author Ed Anderson. If you don't mind, go to my author page. You can reach out to me there on Facebook. Author Ed Anderson. Um, Same thing on Twitter. Follow me. Tweet at me. Let me know what you think about me saying that Lindsay Lohan was the voice of reason. And let me know what you think about tonight's exclusives. Uh, again, author, um, for Twitter, it's author Ed A. All right, I'm going to lift my martini glass to you guys and say cheers.